Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, how's it going? This past weekend was a tale of two cities. Number one, I had my mom's memorial service. She lived 93 incredibly wonderful years and was the best mom in the world. And then the next day I celebrated my 70th birthday, which I can't believe is actually my age. And, you know, it's always kind of tough when I'm downstairs working out. I always, you know, put in that 69 years old on the elliptical and it rolled over to 70. And so <laughs> it's, it's now I'm on to a new phase in my life. But I promised myself that I'm going to be 70 years young so I can hang with you, Kula. <laughs> By the way, I'm wearing right now a Cincinnati Bengals shirt and Cincinnati Bengals pajama bottoms, okay? Because my grandkids <laughs> are big Cincinnati Bengals fans, and I, I actually grew up in Kansas City, so I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and you know we're in the AFC, and we compete against each other. So they had a lot of fun. They gave me all this Cincinnati Bengal garb. And, uh, you know, I'm wearing it. I'm a good sport. You're a great sport. And you were also a great sport in your interview with Oz Perlman, which is the episode that we're going to be diving deeper into today. This guy is a professional mentalist, which if you don't know what that is, you need to stop right now and Google Oz Perlman and watch as many videos as time allows because it is insane. But this guy owes, he's a mentalist and he's basically built his own brand from the ground up. And he's an excellent self-leader. He's led himself into creating the successful business and it's just blown up over the last couple of years. And you know what a mentalist does? A mentalist basically tells you what you're thinking. And somehow they can figure it out by using mathematical formulas or just watching your body language. And, and you're, you're sitting there thinking, oh, okay, yeah, he's really going to tell me what I'm thinking. And guess what he does? He tells you what you're thinking. I, and we actually have a little uh, clip at the end where he does that and just shocks the heck out of me. I'm still shocked at that little clip. I mean, it's truly one of the most insane things I've ever witnessed. I'm still convinced it's fake, even though I know it's not. I think it's fake too, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> there's a way he does it. I don't know what it is. That's the one thing he wouldn't divulge on the podcast. Well, what you don't know, David, is I actually know what your answers to these questions are going to be. So I learned a little bit from O's and I don't even really need to ask you these questions because I know what you're going to say. So that wraps our episode for today. Oh, you're, you're too funny. Let's get going. All right, fine. We'll get started with today's three more questions episode. Question number one. Oz knows how important it is to commit to your brand. He knows how important it is to know exactly how you want to be perceived by your target audience. Oz, a long time ago, decided what he wanted his brand to be, and he stayed true to it over the years. David, what's your perspective on staying true to your brand? Well, that's one of the first things I always talk about when I talk about leadership is no one can be you and you can't be anybody else. So really understand who you are and leverage the fact that there's nobody in the world like you. And, and that's really a positive. And I think it's very important to really have some self-awareness of who you really are and then leverage what those strengths are. You know, for myself, you know, I've always been someone that's very passionate, somebody that's very competitive. I've always liked to have fun and work, and, and I've always liked to uh, be with people. So I've tried to stay true with those basic brand characteristics throughout my career, and I think it served myself well. You know, whenever there are these times when I tried to act like other people to fit in, 
I didn't fit in and I, I felt so uncomfortable and it was so awkward. And, and that's why I think it's really important for you to really decide, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to know myself and I'm going to grow myself, but I'm going to take advantage of the real strengths that I have. I love that, David. When you kind of rattled off those characteristics of who you know you are, I would say that that's you. That's an accurate description of who you are. So who you are and how you show up to lead people, the more aligned those two things are, the more dynamic you're going to be as a leader. And I think the same goes for O's. You know, when he describes his brand in the episode and how he wants to be perceived— engaging with him online, I get that sense that he is exactly what he set out to be. And that's exactly who he is. So I think that it's so important and it's a really great quality of any leader to be authentic and show up as your true self as you lead others. And the important thing, Cool, is this didn't happen by accident. He's thought about it and he really understands himself and really tries to leverage who he is in a powerful way. And he does a great job of it, obviously. All right. Question number two. Oz is a guy who constantly pushes the boundaries of what he's comfortable with. I mean, he does things that sometimes even scare him, even when he's doing live performances with live audiences. David, I'm so interested. Can you tell me about a time that you've done something that scared you? Well, when I went to KFC as the president of KFC, the business was in the tank. Sales were down. Profits were down. And frankly, Everybody in the company was fighting with each other. The company was fighting with the franchisees and the franchisees didn't trust the company. So there was a lot of animosity. So I wanted to use recognition as a way to really bring people together. But I didn't want to just give away the typical president's award. Like, you know, most people will give away a plaque or a watch or something boring as hell like that. You know, I I wanted to break (laughs) through the clutter. So the idea I came up was to give away these rubber chickens. Every time I saw people doing the things that I knew they were really going to grow the business, you know, and that could be stuff like making quality product, really focusing on the customer, innovating, you know, those kinds of things. So I started giving out these rubber chickens and it really took off and it showed that I was a different kind of leader. I talked about how I like to have fun. It showed how I like to have fun. I talked about how I was a people person. It showed that I was a real people person and that I was approachable. It did all the things that really reinforced the kind of brand that I was. But I have to tell you, it was a little scary because the business stunk when I first started doing this. And if we hadn't turned the business around, which we did, can you imagine this? Think about this, Kula. People would be talking about David Novak this way. This guy went into KFC. He was a president of the company and he was handing out these floppy chickens when Rome was burning. Can you believe that guy? No wonder he got his ass fired. You know, but you got- <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, yeah, what an idiot. And what I think it did was really help us unleash the the human spirit. And when you get people having fun, I've always found that that pays off. And that's very consistent with my personality and how I like to do business. All right, question number three. O's is a master presenter. He knows how to read people. He knows how to understand his audience. He knows how to read body language and really get in tune with the audience that he's presenting to in order to command a room and present well. David, what are some tips that you have that'll help our listeners and leaders everywhere get better at presenting? You know, it was really interesting when I talked to O's about how he presents, because I really believe that whether you're talking to 10 people or 10,000 people, you've got to be a great presenter if you're going to ultimately climb the ladder and take on more and more responsibility. So learning how to present and communicate to a group of people is really, really important. 
Now, for me, early on in my career, I struggled with it. I was very nervous. I wasn't a good presenter at all. I was struggling so much with presenting and, and, and communicating. I had big speeches that I had to give. I actually went out and hired a speech coach. And boy, did he help me. And I learned a lot of the things that O's talked about. You know, I, I learned about the importance of really understanding who your target audience is. You know, really get prepared to communicate with people what you want to communicate in a compelling fashion. Also know that there might be 10,000 people in the room, but when you're presenting, make your point one person at a time. Visit with that person like they're just sitting right across the table from you and talking to them in a real natural way. And this really gets people involved and engaged with what you have to say. The other thing is, is that early on, I would listen to myself present. I would listen to myself talk, you know, because I wanted to be perfect. And if I messed up, I would go, oh my gosh, I'm no longer going to have a perfect presentation. But I learned, like O's, that one of the best things you can do when you mess up is have a little fun with it and admit that you messed up and, and have some self-deprecating humor. And it really gets the audience on your side. But all of the things that he talked about, I think, are really powerful. And it's something that you know every leader needs to really get good at. We all have to learn how to present. And obviously, he's a master presenter. This guy, that's how he makes his money. I mean, that's how he builds his business. He's got to go into the situation, command the stage, be relevant to his target audience, get them engaged, and, and have some fun doing it. And that's a pretty good formula that he's figured out how to do. And by the way, he's really good at what he does. So he's talking in a substantive fashion. You just can't go in and wing it. I mean, you got to be good at what you do. And he's prepared, believe me, when he stands up in front of people. And I try to be prepared as well. One thing I thought was so interesting in the episode, he said, you know, some shows go perfectly and he nails all the tricks that he does. And then there are some shows that he does where he makes a mistake. And he said almost always the shows that he does where he makes a mistake receive higher ratings than the shows where he didn't make a single mistake. And I think that going back to your point about being a great presenter and if you make a mistake, owning it and using self-deprecating humor to kind of get the audience involved and, and create that sort of connectivity with the people that you're talking to, I think is such a great quality because the reality is you're not going to be perfect every time. So learning how to quickly own the mistake and then continue to command the room as you deliver the rest of your presentation. And the reality is, cool, is nobody really likes someone that's perfect all the time. Totally. They want to know that you're real. And these people have put up this facade that they're perfect and they've got it all going and they're this and they're that. They are heading down the wrong path. They'll never really be that engaging with other people. And I, I think that's what the point is that O's makes very well in the podcast. And, and I can only reinforce it. All right, that does it for this week's episode of Three More Questions. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. As you know, we're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. Tune in Thursday for my conversation with Dan Rooney, founder and CEO of Folds of Honor. And it's the perfect time to listen to Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney because it's Veterans Day week and he's building a heck of an organization that's making a big difference in the world. 